0: Good morning, everyone. And welcome to Julia Bear's Moving Markets podcast. It's Tuesday, the 14th of February, and my name is Helen Freer. On today's show, I'm joined by David Meyer, one of our senior economists, and he's going to share his thoughts on Japan with us, both in terms of the Bank of Japan and his expectations there with the new governor, and also with regard to the Japanese yen. But I will start us off with a quick roundup of the latest market news. Let's start with the U.S. then, where stocks had a positive day yesterday across all of the three major markets. The S&P 500 and the Dow Jones both gained 1.1%. And looking at sectors within the S&P, it was technology stocks that were the best performers yesterday. So it follows then that the Nasdaq did even better than the other indices. The Nasdaq Composite closed the day up 1.5%. Earlier on in Europe, all the major markets here also finished the day in the green, Of the major markets, Swedish stocks were the best performers yesterday. They rose by 1.5%. The SMI finished the day up 0.7%. In Asia so far today, the Nikkei ended the day there up 0.6%. But when I looked a few minutes ago, both the Hang Seng Index and the CSI 300 were slightly in the red. Looking at treasuries then, the 10-year yield fell three basis points in yesterday's trading and has dropped one more in overnight trading to 3.69%. The two-year Treasury yield was steady yesterday and has fallen one basis point overnight to 4.5%. In corporate news, Liberty Global has acquired a 4.9% stake in Vodafone, financing the deal through equity funding, and Carrefour and Coca-Cola are among a number of companies reporting earnings today. Among the economic data out today, we've had some unemployment data. For Sweden, unemployment in January was at 3.1%. The French unemployment rate in Q4 came in at 7.2%. And in the UK, the unemployment rate in December was 3.7%. We're expecting GDP data for the Netherlands and the Eurozone during the morning, And of course, there's the inflation report coming out in the US later on today, which investors will be looking out for and seeing what they can read into it in terms of the future policy we'll see from the Fed, especially if the inflation reading comes in hotter than expected. With this, no doubt, top of investors' minds today, US futures were in the red when I looked a few minutes ago, while European futures were largely up. And just briefly in other news, an announcement is expected today that President Joe Biden, has named the Federal Reserve Vice Chair Lael Brainard as his top economic advisor, which puts her next to the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen. It's not yet clear who Biden will nominate to succeed Brainard in her role at the Fed. And let's look at Japan now, where GDP data came out today showing annualized growth in the fourth quarter of last year of 0.6%. So this was less than the 2% that was expected. The yen is up, though, relative to most of its major peers, after Kazuo Ueda was officially nominated as the new governor of the Bank of Japan, replacing Haruhiko Kuroda. So let's get some more insights on this now and what this new appointment means for the Bank of Japan's policy in the future. David, I'll hand over to you.
1: Yes, thank you, Helen. And good morning uh, from my side uh, to everybody listening. So first maybe, why is the Bank of Japan's leadership change important? Um, with current Governor Kuroda's term ending on 19th of March, the leadership change is seen as a wild card for the monetary policy outlook, and markets have been debating whether his successor will be more hawkish and accelerate the shift away from the currently rather dovish, ultra-expansive monetary policy stance. Uh, to keep in mind here, maybe um, monetary policy tightening later this year seems warranted in Japan because inflation has been rising to 4.0% as in the December data. So it's rather about the timing and the speed of normalization here than whether a monetary policy tightening will eventually start or not. So you mentioned it before, Helen, this morning and confirming uh, news from Friday Kasue Rueda was officially nominated as the new governor, and he had served as a board member at the Bank of Japan already between 1998 to 2005. Uh, In general, this nomination came as a surprise because most Bank of Japan watchers had expected the uh, current deputy governor, Amamiya, to become the next governor, who, however, declined the position. So the news on Friday and maybe a bit less today sparked some, yeah, rather short-lived strengthening of the yen. And it appears a bit as if markets believe that Weda could be a more hawkish choice than Amamiya would have been. However, I think the jury here still is out. I mean, as a veteran uh, from the times of the introduction of the zero interest rate policy, and quantitative easing. So when he served as a board member back then, Weda has no clear history of holding a tightening bias. And uh, to the contrary, he expressed concerns over hiking rates too early last year in a newspaper article. So then appearing quite close uh, to Kurodo's rather dovish position. So anyways, uh, with uh, the academic background of Weda, it could well be, that he will have a more balanced approach um, about the benefits and disadvantages of the currently ultra-loose policy stance and at least not uh, delay uh, the pending policy shift any further. So we stick to our uh, view that, first, um, the Bank of Japan will probably wait uh, for Ueda to be installed. And second, it will probably also want to assess the impact of the ongoing uh, wage negotiations on inflation pressure before acting. So this means that the last meeting uh, with Kuroda on the 10th of March could uh, be rather uneventful. The next step uh, towards a policy policy shift then, so a widening of the yield curve control range, uh, this would be likely to plus minus 100 basis points around the 0% target for 10-year government bonds. This could, however, be fulfilled at the first meeting under UEDA on the 28th of April or at the subsequent meeting. Um, However, maybe when it comes to outright tightening of the policy rate, we still believe that a first rate hike seems likelier to come rather later this year in the second half of 2023 than earlier. So as of now, um, we would expect the Japanese yen, um, that is still quite substantially undervalued and you know has room to recover further. Uh, We expect the yen to move rather sideways, but then strengthen substantially when the yield curve control gets adjusted. So maybe already in April. And with that, the first rate hike comes into focus. So that's about all I have on this leadership change back to you, Helen.
0: Thank you very much, David. Great to get your thoughts on this. So that's all for today. Thank you all for tuning in. I wish you all a great day. And on tomorrow's podcast, Dario Messi, one of our fixed income strategists, will be providing an update from the fixed income side. So do join us again then. Bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to wwwjuliasbearcom forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.
1: Business Leaders is a monthly podcast where we talk to entrepreneurs across the globe. We delve into the details of how they started their careers, their journeys in building businesses, and hear about some of the challenges that they faced along the way. Search for Business Leaders on your favourite podcast player.